chapter 1. Tell somebody, this is church. Listen, when you're in church, relax. Feel free, okay? Don't be too tense and don't be too sanctimonious and pious. In the presence of God, there's liberty. Hallelujah. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 18 to 23. Bible says, I pray that your heart will be... I'm reading from NLT. I pray that your heart will be flooded with light so that you will understand the confident hope he has given to those he called his holy people who are his rich and glorious inheritance. I pray that you will understand the incredible greatness of God's power for us who believe him. That is the same mighty power that raised Christ from the dead and seated him in the place of honor at God's right hand in heavenly realms. Now, he is far above any ruler or authority or power or leader or anything else, not only in this world, but also in the world to come. God has put all things under his authority, under the authority of Christ, and has made him head over all things for the benefit of the church and the church is his body it is made full and complete by Christ who fills all things everywhere with him here ends the reading of his holy word hallelujah for the next few minutes I want to speak on the subject I entitled there is power in the name of Jesus Hallelujah. There is power in the name of Jesus. We have been talking about the overflow of power this month. Hallelujah. And we've looked at a few things that brings power, isn't it? And today I want us to focus our attention on the power of the name of Jesus. You know, the scripture says that I pray that you will understand the incredible greatness of God's power. For us, hallelujah. You know, when you don't understand something, abuse is inevitable. When you don't know the use of something and you don't understand what you have. It's like giving a child a loaded gun. There is the tendency that the child would harm themselves. You know, there's a great, there's a powerful company or a powerful lobby group in America called the NRA, the National Rifles Association, and they manufacture guns. And they manufacture guns with the aim of selling guns all over the world. The problem is that there is legislation and laws against ownership of guns, especially, uh, what do you call it, a certain type of uh, war type of guns in different parts of the world. Most parts of the world. So they can't sell it to most parts of the world. So they have managed to bribe and influence all the politicians in America so that they can sell guns freely to the citizens. And if you sell guns to people or you give power to people who don't know how to use it, how do you expect them to? What do you expect them to do? They end up using the power wrongly. Killing people who they don't have to kill. Because if you have a gun, it has to shoot. Because that's what guns are made to do. And when you shoot a gun, you have to aim at the target. 
different targets. And if there are no targets, you create a target and shoot at it. So somebody knocks on your door, it's a target, shoot him. Somebody tries to open your car door by accident, shoot her. Hallelujah. In the same way, Christians have a powerful weapon. The name of Jesus. But if you don't know how to use that name right, what would you do? You misuse and abuse it. Or not even use it at all. And that is what is happening to us as Christians. Because sometimes we as pastors and we as uh, preachers, we think that these are so basic that we don't, we gloss over them. And so we, we give people power without giving them understanding as to how to use that power. And so you see that the power is not used right. And it looks as if we are powerless. Hallelujah. Now, people are shooting children who go to school, primary school. And uh, politicians' um, answer to that threat is that give them more guns. Give the teachers more guns. Give everybody so that when they come to shoot, you to shoot back. I mean, how can that be a resolution? It's so obvious and so clear that countries don't do that, don't have guns, don't have the level of gun accident and killings as America does. But it's, it's so unimaginable that politicians who can think cannot see this. But you see, when I'm talking about politics, you can see it. But when I bring it to the house of God, I bring it to Christianity, it's, it's very easy for us not to see it. That we've been given such tremendous power, but because we don't know how to use it, we abuse that power. And that power becomes ineffective for us. But today I want us to look at the power that we have in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. The Bible says that God has given us, God has given a name that is higher and mightier above every other name. That at the mention of that name, every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess to the glory of God, Jesus Christ, in heaven, on earth, and underneath the earth. Hallelujah. So, I want us to understand that we have a name. That name Jesus, number one, gives us identity. The name of Windsor gives a certain identity. That makes you different from every other citizen in the United Kingdom. If you have the name Windsor, it means you are part of the royal family. And immediately, you have a certain identity that differentiates you from every other person. Am I making sense? Some people are born with accommodation problems. They arrive on the scene with accommodation problems. They land with homelessness. They land with debt and poverty. Some people also land as owners with wealth. We call them people with silver spoons in their mouths. Why? Because they were born into a certain identity. And that identity gives them greatness. That identity gives them wealth. That identity gives them power. That identity gives them something that you don't have it. 
Hallelujah. You may not have. Hallelujah. They have this. I mean, some are born millionaires. I mean, Prince William's son. That one who is always distracting when they are. What's it called? What's it called? George or Archie. George. Every picture you see him misbehaving. He, can't, he cannot stand still. He's an hyperactive child. But he's a millionaire. He doesn't know, he may not know it, but he's a millionaire. Oh, yes. He has more money than some, some will ever, ever dream of having. Oh, yes. Hallelujah. And he has lands. Yes, he owns castles. Yes, it is part of his identity. Yes. Hallelujah. You know, I use that, you can see it. But you also have an identity. Yes. I say you also have an identity. Romans chapter 8 verse 15. You have an identity. I want you to see your identity. Don't see Archie or, or, or George or whoever he is. But see the identity you have in Christ. So you have not received the spirit that makes you fearful slaves. Instead, you have received God's spirit when he adopted you as his own children. Now we call him Abba Father. Our Father. For his spirit joins with our spirit to affirm that we are God's children. And if we are children, since we are his children, we are heirs. In fact, together with Christ, we are heirs. The, 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 old, uh, the King James said, we are joint heirs of God's glory. But if we, sh- sh- we are to share his glory, we must also share his suffering. Hallelujah. We are joint as which, which means that it's not only Prince uh, uh, Archie or whatever that has castles and lands. Who is a prince? You are also a prince. You are a royal priesthood, a peculiar nation, a, a, a separated generation to show for the glory of the Lord. Hallelujah. Yeah. You, are a, you are a special person in Christ. You know, the, the thing that makes you part of it, he says that if you become part of the family, you will the power. So it doesn't matter whether you go and marry an ex-prostitute. So long as Prince Charles or Harry or William or wherever marries somebody, immediately that person is adopted into the family. And you also become partakers. They become royalty. They will give you a name, Duchess of something, Duke of something, 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 something. They will make you up something and give to you. Hallelujah. Am I making sense? It doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter what your past is. You could have been an actress somewhere. You could have been something somewhere. But now that you are married, you are incorporated into the royal family. So now you can also cry, Abba Father. Because you are joint heirs. I don't know whether you're understanding what I'm trying to say. Hallelujah. Look at what it says in verse 17. Let's go, go back up to verse, um, verse. Roman, we are still in Romans, isn't it? I want to show you a scripture.
29. Verse 29. For God knew his people in advance and he chose them to become like his sons. He knew you. He knew all the mess you have. He knew everything, the good, the bad, and ugly about you. But he, he chose. He chose you. So there's nothing you can do that surprises him. That will take the power of his name away from you. So that his son will be the firstborn among many brothers and sisters. Hallelujah. Verse 30. And having chosen them, he called them to come to him. And having called them, he gave them right standing with himself. And having given them right standing, he gave them glory. Hallelujah. So there is glory on you. There is power on you. There is, there is God, has, um, God has entrusted his glory and his power on you. You are an ordinary man, ordinary woman. But as soon as you get HRH, his royal highness, added to your name, immediately you are not the same as everybody. Doors open when you walk in. You will power. You will honor. Hallelujah. Because you have an identity. Somebody say, I have an identity. How many have an identity in this place? You see, if you don't know you have an identity, you'll behave anyhow. Hallelujah. I like Americans because they believe that they are the, the greatest country on earth. How many know that? Whether it's true or not, and they feel they are the strongest. They feel that the land of the free and the home of the brave. So you see, they carry a certain brashness, a certain attitude. When an American is anywhere, you feel that the American is here. Because they carry a certain... Why? Because the identity has been inculcated in them. So they know and they feel and they carry that identity. How come you don't carry your Christian power and your Christian identity wherever you go? Why are you so fearful? Why are you so timid? Ah, why do you behave as if you are not part of royalty? Why do you behave like you are not part of a royal priesthood, a peculiar nation? Ah. Some say there's power in the name of Jesus. Number two, Jesus has been given a name that is far above every other name. In Philippians chapter 2 verse 9, the Bible says that Therefore, God has elevated him to the place of highest honor and given him a name above all other names, a name above cancer, a name above diabetes, a name above fibroid, a name above every kind of sickness, a name above every kind of demonic uh, uh, bondages and attitude, a name above being strong on drugs. Hallelujah. There's power in that name. I said, there's power in the name of Jesus. At the mention of that name, that at the mention of the name Jesus, every knee shall bow in heaven. Every knee shall bow in the earth. Every knee shall bow in, under the earth. All you have to do is call on that name. 
All you have to do is to believe on that name. All, of, all you have to do is to relate with that name. I don't care what the problem is. That name is higher. Anything that has a name, the name of Jesus is higher than that. Oh, I, didn't, I don't think you heard what I said. I said anything that has a name, the name of Jesus is higher, is more powerful, is greater than that thing. Hallelujah. And we know that everything has a name. Which means that everything is under his feet. Hallelujah. And you see, when he was leaving, he didn't take the name with him. He left it with you. He left it with me. Hallelujah. He gave us the gun. You know, some of the, these Americans, they inherit the guns. One politician on their Christmas card, they had a picture of themselves holding assault rifles with their three-year or two-year-old child also holding a gun. Where did they get a gun from? A politician was bragging and said that my two-year on its second bed, they got a present for a gun. A loaded gun. Given to a two-year-old. She's inherited power. That power can send you from life to death. Can send you from where you are sitting to the mortuary. Two seconds. It's power. It has been given as inheritance to a two-year-old. Some people, when they are dying, they are will. They say, all my guns, I bequeath to my son. And then the lawyer will sign. So when they die, they carry out the guns. And they give it to that child. Hallelujah. Every sickness, every disease, every power. I don't, do not be afraid of witches. Ah, do not be afraid of wizards. Because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. And he that is in you is the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Don't be afraid. Say, hey, this is a voodoo place. Don't go there. When you go there, you come back as a chicken. And you are afraid. One day I went to Austria to preach. And uh, we're preaching. I finished and we're praying for people. And we're praying for this lady. And I prayed for her. When I finished, she fell down. And she turned into a snake. And the whole church, whoo! to the back and they left me and the pastor and the pastor was like <laughs> but the name of Jesus is higher than any other name it's higher than cancer oh I said that name is higher than cancer that name is higher than any other if only you call on that name brain tumor will come hallelujah I want you to have a certain belief. The name of Jesus is not a swear word. When you dash your foot, Jesus, no, don't be like that. You're preaching, you're preaching. Uh, you're preaching about No. 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 Jesus is not part of you dashing your foot on, your, on the bed. 
Number three. <laughs> Let me run through quick. <laughs> Number three. The name of Jesus. Sammy, wake up. Only through his name can you get anything from God. Hallelujah. John chapter 16, verse 23 to 24. He says that at this time, you won't need any, you need to ask me anything. I tell you, give me the, the New King James. I, I like the New King James of this one. He says that in that day, you will ask me nothing. Most assuredly, I say to you, whatever you ask the Father in my name, he will give it to you. Hallelujah. Until now, have you asked nothing in my name? Ask and you will receive that your joy will be full. Hallelujah. Mm. Anything you ask in the name of Jesus, he has assured us that you have it, that your joy will be full. The mistake that most of us make sometimes is that we pray to that name. He said, he never said pray to me. He never said pray to Jesus. He said, I pray in my name. Ah, I don't know whether you understand that. Uh, pray to God in my name. Uh, I don't know, but if there are some people who do that, they use my name. They go to the reverend says something. No, I haven't said it. Because they use my name, immediately they get whatever. And later on, I hear that somebody went and used my name, and I didn't know anything about it. Because in this little space, I have a certain name that opens a certain, it's a small space. So, so Reverend, no, I, I don't know anything about it. Hallelujah. Because that name opens doors. And so he's saying the same thing that use that name. Pray to God in that name. That door will open. In other words, there are some times we pray, but that door is not open because it's not prayed through his name. Hallelujah. Because it's not every prayer that is heard. It says that no man comes to the Father except by me. I am the way. I am the door. Hallelujah. If you want access, he is the access. Anywhere else you go, it's like standing in the, behind a house and shouting. It's not likely that the person you are shouting at in the house will hear you. But when you go to the door, access into the presence, you, he will hear you. Hallelujah. So let's learn to use the name of Jesus in our prayer. Oh, I don't know whether you understood what I said. Use that name right. You know, and, and see, the reason why you use the name and it doesn't get access to you is because people know you don't have association with that name. I don't know whether you understood that. You know, there are some people in this, in this uh, room, when they go in and they say, oh, reverences, immediately people just, why? Because they know that the person is coming from my office. Are you getting? They have a certain relationship. There are others where there is a who? Which reverend? We have a few reverends here. Which of the reverends are you talking about? When did reverend, when did you see him? Where was he standing when he said this thing to you? Why? Because they think that you don't have a certain relationship. 
He said that you you said Reverend, okay, hold on. Let me go and check with him. Because I don't trust the relationship you have. I don't know whether you understand what I'm saying. So it, it, it's, it's, it's the relationship that you have with, with, with the name that gives you access. Don't go and say that I adjure you by the name of Jesus Christ whom Paul preaches. The demon said, okay, Paul I know. Jesus I know. But you, which one of the 12 tribes of Israel do you belong to? Hallelujah. I don't know whether you understand what I'm trying to say. But that name must mean something to you for that name to work. That name, you must have a certain relationship with that name for it to give you that power and authority. If you don't have relationship, that power will not work. Can I give you a couple more? The power in the name carries out signs and wonders. Listen, science and wonders is not outdated. Science and wonders is not something that we read in the Bible, but it's not prevalent in our day. That is not true. Mark chapter 16, verse 17 and 18. He says that these miraculous signs will accompany those who believe. They will cast out demons in my name. They will speak in new languages. They will be able to handle snakes with safety. If they drink anything poisonous, it will not hurt them. They will be able to place their hands on the sick and the sick will be healed. Hallelujah. Go back to verse 17. It says that these miraculous signs will accompany those who believe. The caveat here is those who believe. Hallelujah. It's not everybody who believes. Because Sometimes you give a mental accent to something, but it doesn't mean you believe it in your core. No, I don't know whether you understand. Sometimes it's like, oh, yes, 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 I believe. I'm a Christian. But really, it's not from here. When you have a certain encounter with God, your belief system will change. Are you with me? Not what you have been told what you have heard, but what you have encountered. When you encounter something with God, you encounter him, your belief system will change and immediately the power will become readily available to you. Why? Because you have had an encounter with him. So those who believe, this afternoon I pray that you believe. I say this afternoon I pray that you believe. Hallelujah. Because when you believe, these signs will follow you. You can put your hand on the sick and the sick will be healed. No demon will be able to withstand you. Hallelujah. Because of the power that is at work inside of you. You see, uh, uh, any iron has uh, heat in them. But if that iron is not connected, it's just a piece of metal, metal that doesn't do much. Are you with me? Some of us as Christians, we are like that piece of iron that has not been plugged in. 
so it's not on, so it's not hot, so it's useless. It cannot be used to iron anything. It cannot be used to make any, straighten anything because it's just a piece of steel that doesn't do anything. Hallelujah. But I pray that this afternoon you'll be plugged in. This afternoon you'll be plugged into God himself so that the heat will come out of you and that heat will straighten things that need to be straightened. Hallelujah. There's power in that name. Tell your neighbor there is power in that name. Ah, there is power. We exercise authority. Mark chapter 9 verse 39. Let's exercise authority in that name. In that name. Hallelujah. I pray that you exercise authority. Don't stop. This is somebody who was preaching, who got to know Jesus' name and authority in that name. And he was healing the sick. And doing miracles. And the disciples saw that. And they were very angry. And so they went to uh, report him to Jesus. This is what Jesus said. Don't stop him. No one who performs miracles in my name will be able to speak evil of me. If you are with me, you, if you believe in me, you can perform miracles even though I have never spoken to you. For there were a lot of rabbis in those days. There are a lot of the high priest and all those people were there. Why did this man decide to pray and uh, uh, speak in the name of Jesus? And he was not part of the apostles, part of the disciples. And miracles were done. Because that name carries, and he believed it. Hallelujah. I said that name works wonders. I say the name of Jesus works wonders. Hallelujah. There is power. And you see, that power works 24 hours a day. That name, that power doesn't go out at night. That power doesn't go off. There are certain things that go off at night. But that name doesn't. Your phone is powerful and can do a lot of miracles. But in the night, you have to charge it or else the battery dies because it's not 24 hour. But the name of Jesus is 24 hour. I say the name of Jesus is 24 hour. You can rise up from your sleep and cast out demons. Hallelujah. There's power in the name. In Acts chapter 3 verse 13 to 16, I'm going to give you the last one and then we'll go. Say that for it is the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the God of your ancestors, who brought glory to his servant Jesus by doing this. This is the same Jesus whom you handed over and rejected before Pilate, despite Pilate's decision to release him. You rejected the holy, righteous one and instead demanded the release of a murderer. This is Peter preaching. You killed the author of life, but God raised him from the dead. And we are witnesses of this fact. But I like verse 17, 16. Say that through faith in that name, Jesus, this man was healed. And you know how crippled he was before. Faith in Jesus' name has healed him before your very eyes. Hallelujah. 
Faith in that name. Faith in that name. Give me number 11 for the sake of time. Give me the last one. The last one. Give me the last one. The very last one. Are you with me? All right. I think Sammy Boy is sleeping. The name of Jesus has power to save your soul from eternal damnation. Hallelujah. In Acts chapter 2 verse 21, it shall come to pass that whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Hallelujah. I don't know, but the scripture says the wages of sin is death, isn't it? But the gift of God is eternal life. And then the scripture said that all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Which means that we are guilty. I said to you the other day that the total summary of the gospel is like the Titanic. Everybody was sitting in the Titanic. Going from one end to another on the maiden voyage. And the Titanic hit an iceberg in the middle of the journey. So the Titanic, the ship began to sink. So everybody in that ship was going down. But like any big ship, it doesn't go down over three seconds. It takes days. It takes a long time. So some people are sitting in the Titanic still having party and music and dance without realizing that the Titanic is going down. And then somebody brought a life raft along the Titanic and said that if you want to live, jump from the Titanic into the life raft. Anyone who believes is not going to go down. Hallelujah. Because they'll be saved. But who don't believe it's only a matter of time you are going to go down because there's power on that name. There's power in that raft. There's life in that raft. If you jump into that, that raft, you are not going down. You are going to head to the land. You are going to head to safety. Amen. 